Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on our show, we ask the question, what would you like to see in Vegas? Let's go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. A beautiful evening here in Mount Washington. Yeah, this is uh, the first show from Jesse's new house. If people are noticing a different sound quality, it's probably the cavernousness of this room that we're taping in. I'm also speaking into an old-timey echo chamber. Mm. You know what I mean? Like one of those... You know, like like they had underneath the Capitol Records building in Hollywood, that type of situation. I did not know this about the Capitol Records building in Hollywood. Well, let's introduce our guest, because <laughs> he strikes me, frankly, as the kind of guy who would actually know about the echo chamber underneath the Capitol Records building in Hollywood. Uh, you know him, of course, uh, as the host of most television programs. Um, he's also uh, recently been hosting a, a delightful web series that I've really enjoyed. I, for one, Jordan, I can't speak for you. Please don't. My, Please don't. It's not my job to speak for Jordan, but I know that in my personal situation, I have really enjoyed his web series, which is called A Drink with Dave. Uh, please welcome to the program, uh, Mr. Dave Holmes. Oh, thank God I can talk now. Uh, it was killing me, all this t- Capitol Records talk, and I couldn't say a word. Sorry, I didn't look. I'm hey, sorry. Hey, guys, listen. Do no, you have beef with Capitol Records? No, I don't have any beef with Capitol Records at all. Mm. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Hi, Dave. Dave. Uh, but back to Capitol Records very quickly. I, uh, I had a, uh, a, I have a good friend who was the assistant to Andy Slater, who used to be the CEO of Capitol Records. Mm. And, uh, and so, you know, she was at the top Known as A.C. Slater. A.C. Slater, he would do curls. Sure. And uh, any time he walked into a room, everyone would go, Woo! like that. Also, tank tops everywhere he went. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, we'll get back to that. Speaking However, of curls, his curls, juicy. Very yeah. juicy curls. Among yeah. the juiciest, most supple yeah. curls. Uh, you were, anyway, uh, so one night, remember Daddy's? Remember when there was Daddy's? Right near Hollywood and Vine. <laughs> I'm in the creakiest chair in America <laughs> right now. Uh, th- there was a bar called Daddy. It might predate you I don't you remember. Guys. Yeah, maybe. It, yeah. They tore it down to build the W. Okay. Uh, but there used to be a great bar called uh, called Daddy's. And uh, she and I were there one night, and we got drunk, and she was about to leave Capitol. And she was like, do you want to just go raid the CD vaults at Capitol? And I said, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and, uh, and so we went up uh, to the office, and I now have like the entire Beatles How, catalog, how entire... drunk are both you guys at this point? I mean, I'm not crazy drunk. Yeah. Just drunk enough to okay. be like, hey, let's go steal a bunch of things. <laughs> I mean... Let's do some crime. Yeah. I mean, drunk, not... enough no, steal, no, no. drunk enough to steal, right. sober enough to crack a safe. Exactly. No, and it's not. It's not a safe. And in, and in that case, you know, this was sort of at the end of the CD era. Yeah. And yeah. you know, people, like those, all the shit that was in that cabinet was to be given away. It wasn't like they were going to cart it down to Amoeba and try to sell it. It was all for you know, just yeah, for freebies friends of the, for friends of the company. Yeah. So what'd you, which what'd I was. You, what'd you make so, out? What'd you make out with? Li- literally, make off with literally everything. Okay. Like, <laughs> literally one of everything. I needed a fucking hand cart. I go back to my car, and I'm not kidding. I wow. like the idea of Dave Holmes going there. Like, I was just at the flea market this weekend, and some oh, people you, uh, go... Uh, the Rose Bowl? Uh, the Pasadena City College. Oh, okay. Uh, Rose so, Bowl is second Sunday? That's second Sunday. Oh, good. 
Good. <laughs> That's oh for God. all you the... You have not missed it. All I the folks out pass. there... All the folks out there who are concerned about which week, which flea market is. Third right. week, of course, Long Beach. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Been there, too. Um, you guys are making yourselves easy to stalk. <laughs> are you guys worried about... I'm not worried about Obsessed that. fans I could coming not make to it, the flea market? Could and, not make it easier, and yet they don't do it. They yeah. don't do it. I'd like more Or if they stalkers. do, they're really, really good, and I don't know. Oh, yeah. Someone tweeted about me, tweeted about seeing me that didn't introduce themselves to me yeah. the other day. That was like the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was so exciting. Yeah, I was like, I mean, that is cool. This guy was apparently like, frankly, in my mind, I'm thinking that this fella is uh, like too intimidated by me to come talk to me. Right. The reality is probably he couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> um, I mean, you did intimidate a little bit, probably. Well, I did. I, I was given a lot of people the death stare. Sure. My famous death stare. Mm-hmm. You were wildly swinging your katana blades. <laughs> Which you do. Yeah. Which you do. Just after uh, being the assistant to the, uh, the president of Capitol Records, uh, my friend went on to manage... Uh, J.T. Leroy's band. Do you remember the J.T. Leroy thing? Yeah, this was a... Uh, uh, I do not. This was a, What this was was a memoir about... Oh, now I remember it. Okay. <laughs> it's a fake memoir, right? Yeah. Well, we didn't know at the time that it was yeah. a fake memoir. The, the whole thing was there was a person, uh, J.T. Leroy, or there was supposed to have been a person, J.T. Leroy, who was, who was raised as a truck stop prostitute by his truck stop prostitute mother. <laughs> he was a boy who was raised as a girl. And uh, and like raised to turn tricks at a really early age, and he and he that was a good turn tricks gesture, by the way. You're yeah. really speaking. Your television training is showing. Yeah, you're speaking with your hands. You've got one hand up, sort of illustrating the globe. Uh-huh. The other hand, the other hand, trucking off a trucker, a, a trucker dick. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I can see the rest of the trucker when you're doing it too. That's yeah. how good your space work. Yeah, is, Dave. definitely. I mean, you have a sense for his weight and his heft. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he's girl. a fat man. He's a big dude. He's a real big dude. <laughs> Uh, that's why he's fucking a, uh, a small boy who's pretending to be a girl who doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So the whole thing was, it, it was... You uh, need a biggin' for that. Right. The, uh, the, so JT would make appearances. And, and the thing, like, JT wrote the lyrics for this band. And so it was sort of JT's band, but, but like, he, he didn't, he was too shy to make appearances. And, and it was this girl, it was an actress that they had hired to play this, like, young boy who was pretending to be a girl. And she would have a crazy wig and big sunglasses on and be real shy and, like, often have a, a Polaroid camera and take pictures of you and giggle. <laughs> and uh, and I met JT many, many times and, like, and saw a lot of people fucking fall for it. I fell for it. We all fell for it. And then uh, it turns out it was it was just a woman who was a writer who couldn't sell her writing, but then she switched a few things around and said, uh, and she oh, no, headed not, down yeah. to the truck stop. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it was just basically, she just made some shit up and like made some calls with this like sad little whispery sort of teenage confused voice and like became friends with Michael Stipe as this, this little <laughs> wow. and like Juliette Lewis and a whole bunch of crazy and people. And Stipe's got a, quite a bullshit meter on him. You would think. So I'm surprised. Fell for it. There's something about like, oh, and he was supposed to have been addicted to heroin for a while and he was HIV positive and, and all, just all of this shit together made people not question it. Should we have a backstory, Jordan? Make you, it up. You and I? Yeah, I mean, I, I look. We each have a we have a little bit of stuff, and we've gone through. We had through our troubles as kids. I mean, you know, I people, uh, you know, there was that time that the people threw batteries at me from the top of the <laughs> sure. projects. And uh, is, that, is that a thing? Yeah, that's really? a thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. My, myself and my mother. 
Really? Jordan, you went through the uh, difficulty of just living in Orange County. Yeah. Well, sometimes my mom would leave my flannel sheets on my bed well into summer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, it gets clammy. Clammy. It's a clammy situation. Ugh. But I think we could probably kick it up a notch, JT Leroy style. Yeah. yeah. We would each have to have a distinct biography. I feel like they would have to have some kind of interplay. Like oh, okay. if you had a JT, for example, if you had a JT Leroy backstory where you were a, a boy raised as a girl who was a truck stop whore, mm-hmm. I would have to have been a former trucker. Oh, sure. Who you, They have to fit together, Dave, right. like pieces of a puzzle. Right. So maybe well, Stephen King will write my backstory and Richard Bachman will write your backstory. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And then and then the uh, the rock bottom remainders can, uh, can be the band, <laughs> right? Sure, that, 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 that plays us out on stage. Yeah, in, in all the J.T. Leroy books, which I read, there's this weird like foodie thing going on. <laughs> like it's it's all like they all take places. They all take place take places. They all take place at truck stops. And they all take long, a place. How many they books take, are there in this series? Uh, there, I read two, and there might be. More. I think there's okay. 36, but yeah. I might be thinking of the Bobsy Twins. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, the, the Hardy Boys. There's a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the boxcar truck stop whore. <laughs> solve it, but uh, but, but there's this truck weird... stop whore and the mystery of the old clock. Yeah, there, but there, there's honestly there's a lot of food writing, and this woman who who turned out to have been doing all the writing had been like a restaurant reviewer for mm. San Francisco Weekly or something like that, and uh, so it's it's odd that nobody fucking connected these dots ever. <laughs> but but there's a whole like whole thing about the cooking and the spices that they used and whatever it's it's really at the truck stop at the truck stop this it's so it, it it's like how many people know that it's fake like a certain amount have to know there has to be a well, certain okay so according to my friend yeah. it was it was really just it was the woman who did the writing mm-hmm. it was her boyfriend whose band it was oh okay and it was his little sister who played JT. Oh wow! And okay, so the they three of them that knew, was and nobody else. They knew. were able to have wow. that conspiracy. They were able to have that conspiracy. Wow! So the band didn't know. Uh, Nicole, who managed the band, didn't know, and uh, and none of the people, none of the people around, like the literary part of it, ever knew. Hmm. These uh, are these are. It's. I like the idea of these telling details. Yeah, like, I also I also like the fact that there's a loser boyfriend in the story whose fucking band couldn't get a break. Right, right. And his girlfriend had to bail him out. His girlfriend had to bail him out in the most spectacular yeah. way possible. Yeah. And also, like, humiliate a whole bunch of people. Do you think so if somebody is, when <laughs> someone is reading our uh, memoir that we're going to write, well, sure. we're writing a memoir, too, to enable this whole thing. Obviously. Um, they're, they're going to, uh, they're going to sort of just let slide the fact that all of my chapters, it's going to be an alternating chapters type sure. situation. Different typefaces. All of my oh, chapters, yeah. it's like, why, why is this, uh, you know, cross-country trucker uh, so interested in Jose Uribe, the shortstop for the 1989 San Francisco Giants. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then one day someone will put the pieces together. How did how did right. that? I don't remember how that was found out. I don't either. <laughs> it's was the it perfect admission? crime. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, but it, it for sure did. They they told Nicole. Uh, my friend who managed the band before they told the band, and she said she says that she sort of suspected something, but who knows? And when I found out, I was like, I tried to make off, like I fucking yeah. suspect something. I totally didn't. Did sure. it? Did uh, it come around the time of the million little pieces? Did those it both was get broke right around the same time? Yeah, yeah it was like the I, same. I have, have something period. to say about that middle million little pieces situation, what? which is this: I did not read a million little pieces, so right. I don't have a position on it. Right. <laughs> uh, however. 
uh, James Fry, the guy who wrote A Million Little Pieces, was on The Sound of Young America, but telephonically, um, in our Santa Cruz days. This was after you left, I think, Jordan. Mm -hmm. Um, And for his second book, which was called uh, uh, My Friend Leonard. Leonard. And I have to say, at the time, I didn't know a lot about the... uh, the A Thousand Little Pieces right. world before I read My Friend Leonard. And I don't know even if I read all of My Friend Leonard. I, I may have done a classic kind of interviewers, uh, read a big chunk of it, and then had to sort of skim through the rest. Yeah. And uh, I thought his whole thing was that it was s- semi-fictional and slightly fantastical. Yeah. Like, I wasn't... I, I thought that was the premise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see what the big deal was, and and also I I don't get how people didn't ask questions about that one because I I did read a million little pieces, and there's a whole thing uh, about it's kind of the centerpiece of the book where he's getting a root canal, but he's at Betty Ford, and they won't allow you to have any uh, any anesthetic or whatever, and so he's squeezing this tennis ball while they're digging around in his mouth, and it's really long, and it's and it's well written, you know, it's it's very painful to read, but what the fuck are you talking about? They don't let you have anesthetic when you're in Betty Ford. <laughs> that can't be a thing. That cannot be a thing. Can't be like, real. No, that can't be real. Like if you if you have to Betty have Ford herself of some kind, will the, yeah. will walk up and pinch your IV. Yeah. so that the drip stops. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Because you might get sick and you might need to have an operation. And there's they can't say, oh no 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 no, he's a recovering alcoholic. He can't. You can't put him under while you're like cutting him open. You know what's funny? funny? My dad is a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. And he recently took out his own appendix. Okay. I do I had not put those two things together. Okay. Yeah. Um I guess I'm hey, you know, yeah. there you go. That explains that. That explains it. But you know, even the guy the guy in real life who took out his own appendix, even he anesthetized himself, didn't he? Yeah. Like okay. I so. think he did. I locally got drunk or something. Right. <laughs> it's some like what it. we were talking about. Drunk enough to not feel anything, exactly. but sober enough to be able to perform to surgery on yourself. Make a nice clean incision. Sure. And then uh, make off with some mighty mighty Boston's albums. Sure. <laughs> were they on Capitol? I, I think remember. they were. I, I remember the biggies were um, were the Beatles and the Beach Boys, mm-hmm. and uh, and all the John Lennon solo stuff. And I want to say there was a bunch of old James Brown, but I could be wrong. Did you um, uh, did you get to visit the giant echo chamber? I I saw that it was because I did not make this going. up. I yeah, did no, not make is, this up. That is the thing. There, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of, there are a whole bunch of studios on the uh, bottom floor. And the echo and chamber one of them is an echo chamber. I it's don't like know. a wall of sound era thing. Like mm-hmm. it's like before, before right. you were able to put an echo on things. Right. Um, they built this echo chamber so that you would actually have a literal echo. Right. Before like re- mechanical reverb was invented, or before it sounded good. Yeah. Like Frank Sinatra would go down there to get reverb on his vocal tracks or something. Yeah. I know this because they were building something nearby the Capitol building, and there was concern that it might damage the echo chamber. The historic mm. echo chamber. Yeah, it is a historic... That was exactly what it was. It was about the his- historicity, mm. the historical significance and of that now, chamber. they just don't care. I know. <laughs> like now, the, the building, I think, is Lofts? 
Is it really? I, or if it isn't, it's about to be lofts. Mm. Oh, that would be a pretty cool loft, it would though. Be <laughs> ass. You get some Whoa. sweet reverb. Some of awesome all the reverb, of reverb. all the kind of bullshit theme buildings in Los Angeles, yeah. man, that Echo Record, that Capitol Records building is cool as shit. Yeah, just Super. Uh, start your web startup in there. Maybe. Oh, that would yeah. be fantastic. Yeah. What else are you do in a loft? I don't know. Um, you, uh, have, uh, parties with, uh, coolers full of, uh, plastic bottles of vodka. Shoot and porno. People, and you ask people to tip. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that seems to happen a lot in sure. lofts. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's not something. That is a thing. I, where you I've have to that. tip? No, it's just where it's like they've set out a bowl. Like, hey, throw in a dollar. Or whatever. Maybe, maybe I was just at people's they Burning serve Man fundraisers. You may have been at a Burning Man I fundraiser. was probably at a Burning Man fundraiser both the times I've been at think, think about it. Think about it. Were there a lot of art cars parked outside? There, uh, there were. Did any of the cars have... Were there any of the cars completely blanketed in plastic army men? Uh, that is... No, but... Uh, in but giraffes, one, In one yes. case, I was embraced by a stranger and, uh, and given a poem to put in my pocket. <laughs> So that was for sure a Burning Man fundraiser. <laughs> that was for sure a Burning Man fundraiser. For the, for the camp that had I gone to Burning Man, I would have stayed at. I was on the fence at the time. You would have gone to the Poem Slippers. The yeah yeah I forget what they were called like fucking electric landladies or I don't know, something. That's not that was That's not what they were called. That is what they uh, were called. Uh, but yeah, it was it was something, and uh, yeah, I, I ended up not going. Mm. And now I'm forty, so it's not going to happen. Really? What's the burning? Yeah. No, I isn't. isn't I think it, you, uh, isn't. I it thought it was four forty-year-olds. I think so. Oh, I think well, it's then. like when you get when you when fucking Coachella seems like bullshit. Then okay, okay well, Coachella is burning like man bullshit with real for people. A long time. Burning Man I, is a real. Um, as a native San Franciscan, yeah, I remember when Burning Man was new yeah. when I was like fourteen, right? Uh, like you know, fifteen years ago, and I remember it, it has always been. A thing for the very rich. Yeah, that makes and sense. You t- there aren't that many very rich people under thirty. It's true. Okay, that's true. And I'm not. I look. If you love Burning Man, that's fine. I don't have a problem really with Burning Man. Yeah. But it has in from from like my outside point of view, I've always been struck that it's been something that that people who drive. One of the less expensive BMWs go to. I gotcha. Like a sporty BMW, like a coupe. Okay. I just had a conversation about it uh, when I was on the fence recently uh, with somebody who loves it. So, wait, so you honestly entertain going to. Oh, every year I entertain the idea. Every year I entertain the idea. Hmm. And the the last time that I. You would have fun, I think, because you have a a generous spirit. I I would thank you, and I think I would have fun. I think that I would have fun, but I also think it would be a fucking nightmare because you'd be three hours into the desert with a bunch of people who are on acid. Right. Which just does not, you know, that doesn't That's really a trip. Yeah. And I don't. Like, if I'm at a, a bad party or a club that I don't like, my favorite thing in the world to do is leave. I uh-huh. love to fucking leave. And if I'm in the middle of Burning Man, I can't leave. You know, where are you going to go? Yeah. You can't, you can't just drive out. You can't just go to a different club. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Look, so, Jordan, well, I if could, I, what actually. do you do if you're at a club you don't like? Oh, I will also leave. No, okay. I like leaving, too. And I'll, I'll fucking get some drive through on the way home. There you go. That's, See, this is the, that is one of my important things. Sure. It's taken away from me. I have the, ne- the, I've never been to a club in my entire life. I have been to, like, four. 
Okay. And, uh, and three were when I was in Vegas. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's like the goofy. And Are you sure that there. wasn't just a Cirque du Soleil show? It was probably just a Cirque du Soleil <laughs> fuck, show. Uh, fuck you guys. Yeah. I'm out. This nightclub is amazing. The, the, but it's kind of, the dancing's kind of hard to do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I had to pay $1,100 for my seat. I, I'm actually going to Vegas next week mm. uh, to see Robin. No, week after next. And uh, this, this is, is the, the musical based on pop singer, the, the life Swedish pop of Swedish pop singer Dick Grayson. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and I've said I've said this to a couple of people, and uh, and I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to, to Las Vegas to see Robin. They're like Williams, which they like, just assume that, they assume yeah. that I'm on a first name basis with Robin Williams, yeah. and that I would want to see him live. But <laughs> but you're on a first name basis true. with him, but still have to pay to get into his show. Exactly. What would you uh, want a, to a go? Diaper is being changed right before my eyes. Nope. Wow. Um, across your little, right over there. Look at that. Dave has a view of the window. Jesse I have, and I do I not. Really, I so. have, what I have is... Is this a poopy diaper or a pee-pee diaper? What I, do you think, Dave? I, I think it's number one. Mm. Uh, yep. By which I mean the baby did number one, not the first one of the options that you gave me. Sure. Sure. Uh, but yeah, a new one's about to go on. Sure. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, uh, here's my question about Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go... Now, Jordan, you go to Las Vegas all the time for work as well. Basically, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, you go I have like, had a little stretch there where I was going once a month. Yeah. So yeah. here's my question about this great, this greatest of American cities. Oh, I, hate <laughs> I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. <laughs> if you're going to go to one Las Vegas thing, um, well, Las Vegas show specifically, which show are you going to go to? And this is why I bring it up. Mm. I went to Las Vegas. When was this? Two years ago, maybe, Jordan? We talked about it on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. Had a lot of fun at the Liberace Museum. Sure. Ooh. Uh, this, this really sweet man who ran... The, oh, God. The staff of the Liberace Museum are the sweetest people in the world. because it's these, have to be. It's these old ladies who are still in love with him. Oh, <laughs> and then this, this kind of like fastidious 40-year-old gay guy... Uh, who is really excited that you're there because you're under sixty, right. and he wants you to uh, he wants you to post about it on Facebook. Oh, I will. And he's so nice. <laughs> and you just you can just tell that it, that he just he's not he's never figured out how to tell the old ladies that Liberace was gay. <laughs> oh, they've heard it. They don't care. They just choose it's not to listen. So, it's so great. It's a wonderful place. But I think the closing down, that was a big thing. I don't know if they'd ended up happening. Well, uh, here's the thing. I've, uh, I have not been inside the Liberace Museum, but I have been a few times to the place across the street from the Liberace Museum, which is the Pinball Hall of Fame. Uh, I we, had no idea. Either. Okay, so these, these are great things. Existed. I don't. We're not going to get into this because I need to talk about shows. Okay. Sure. So when I was in Las Vegas, yeah, uh, I thought I was. We were at. Uh, we were at the comedy festival, uh, the t- former TBS comedy festival. I don't know if it still exists. And um, so currently, we were, the Family Guy rerun festival. Uh, yeah, we were at the Caesar's. We were at Caesar's Palace. Yeah, and I. Th- I think it was at Caesar's Palace. The big show was Bette Midler. And I thought, you know what? I think I would enjoy going to see a Bette Midler show at Caesar's Palace. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. I don't like the music of Bette Midler, really, uh, at all. But... I do think she's kind of funny. You like Brassy Dame. She is a Brassy... And, and I think you know she what? pulls probably, it off well. There would be a couple songs that you liked that you just don't know about. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Think, I think you're so. You're thinking Wind Beneath My Wings. You're I, thinking from a distance. I think if she's... <laughs> when she sang like Boogie That's Woogie Bugle what, Boy or yeah, whatever... I'm on the fence about that one, but Friends, come on. You mean... You fucking go nuts for Friends. 
friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Exactly. That is the one. (laughs) Ones we can depend on. She does a little Jody Watley, where are your friends in the middle? Um, It's good. But uh, no, if you don't know the song Friends by Bette Midler, fucking I don't. I only know the Houdini song. Oh, Jesus <laughs> You know what? Christ. Something, okay, well, I want to hear what you guys think about um, uh, what show you would go to see in Las okay. Vegas. But um, uh, something about Friends by Houdini. Okay. So uh, I interviewed John, I think it was John Darnielle. Uh, it might have been Carl Newman from the New Pornographers, but one of these two indie rock guys that I just you, interviewed you the other day. You life. I would <laughs> love to talk to both of those gentlemen. Uh, they're both great. Um, on The Sound of Young America, uh, I'm going to go Carl Newman. I said John Donanillo initially, but Carl Newman, who's on this week's Sound of Young America. Um, and, and he was saying, I was asking him about like growing up as, uh, growing up and like what kind of music he got into as an adolescent. and. Right. He was saying, and I was saying, you know, I, I read that you were kind of a new waiver, and like, what did that mean to you at the time or something? And, and he said, I was, but I sort of thought, I, th- I sort of thought it all was new wave. I wasn't that discerning. Right. And, um, and then I said, uh, you mean like, and then he said, like, I, you know, like Susie Sue and the Banshees. He gave some example of a band that's not new wave that he thought was new wave. And I said, oh, I thought you meant things that were really not New Wave, like Houdini, like Friends by Houdini. Right. And he said, who's Houdini? And I said, you know, friends, how many of us have them? Friends, ones we can depend on. And he said, is that a hip hop thing? (laughs) And I was like, oh, fuck. I really just stepped in it. I didn't say that to as I really thought. A, I really just assumed that he would know who Houdini was. And then B, I thought everyone, if you just sing that, will be like, oh, Houdini, who sing the song, who do the song Friends, and the freaks come out at night. And when you sing it like that, like outside of its hip-hop context, it sounds like a new wave song. Yeah, exactly. It what it does. I can see some skinny British dudes with hair like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Putting one hand over an eye. Yeah. Oh, that's what they, they would sing something like that. Anyway, I, that's how I embarrassed myself in front of either think, John Darnielle or Carl Newman. I, I think, think Carl I Newman. I don't think that is. I don't think you embarrass yourself at all. Okay. So what show would you like to go see in Las <clears throat> Vegas, Jordan? Uh, well, the one that I can speak to, uh, I saw Stomp. Once while I was there, mm. and it was amazing. Really, Stomp is great. <laughs> so much fun. You get pumped. You yeah. start to think that there's music all around you. <laughs> uh, well, all you need is a little ingenuity, sure, uh, and creativity. Are you being sarcastic? I'm not. No, no. Okay. I am no. And okay. I, uh, I mean, like a little. I'm a little bit, but I am. I genuinely had a great time at Stomp, and okay. I think that if you if you dropped forty bucks to see it, you'd be pretty stoked. Okay, but if it's just forty bucks. It was. I, I remember. I maybe picked it because it was one of the more reasonably okay. priced shows. Well, that's good. That, that yeah, it, I feel like the reason sense. I didn't go see Bette Midler was it cost like one hundred and fifty dollars yeah, yeah. or something to see Bette Midler. Yeah, I was like, she does a show every night. Yeah, and sells that shit out. And I'll go tomorrow it like, if it's cheaper. Then she was at Caesar's Palace, which is the, okay. I was just there. I was there for work in January. Right, and uh, and our boss 
gave us tickets to Cher the last night we were there. And Cher, it was like Cher and Bette Midler and Tina Turner were originally like sharing that giant theater at Caesar's wow. Palace. Were they Celine like alternate Dion nights or is yeah. this just one? Or they would alternate weeks, I okay. guess. Like Bette would be on for a month and then Cher would be on for a month, whatever. So you and, are on a first name basis with Bette Midler. All of these people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so Although I, uh, Cher, so what, less impressive that you're on a first name basis. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, I think, yeah, you would have to, if you're super familiar with her, then you get to be on the second name basis with her. Oh, <laughs> no yeah. her last name is. Uh, so anyway, so my my Cher my, Johnson. my, yeah, my, uh, my boss gave us uh, tickets to see Cher. So we saw Cher, and, and and the theater is massive. The Bette Midler Theater is fucking massive, and and it's and she sold it out every night, twice a night, and so did Cher, and uh, it it was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen, and and it like uh, tickets by the way were like three fifty. Oh wow! And we you know, we had decent seats, but they were like three fifty a seat. She two shows a night sold out. Did your boss now? I, I'm just going to interject one question. Yeah. Did your boss give you the share tickets uh, because you like share, uh, just because you're gay, yeah, or I, because do make it that was, assumption a lot that or, I'm just going to automatically like share, <laughs> or because it was it was Las Vegas? Well, he he uh, he said I, I want to get you guys tickets to something. He's weirdly generous, like gives incredible gifts. What was and, the what was the uh, the job? Uh, it, it was uh, the show that I do for FX. We okay. were doing uh, of what happens in Vegas with Ashton Kutcher and oh, uh, sure. Cameron Diaz. Natural fit. Sure. Except for the fact that the movie is in Vegas for five minutes this is, and everything else takes place yeah. back where This is like, the hit interstitial program it. TV on DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sensation. DVD on TV. Yeah. Excuse me. That's fine. I, don't, I, I didn't even catch that. I didn't catch uh-huh. the mistake. That's how, that's very how it pleasant program. I, I oh. watched it at my in-laws house recently. Oh, I don't remember what the movie was or anything that you did. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean you wouldn't, but uh, so yeah, so we were there for that, and he and he gave us uh, he gave us tickets, and he gave us a choice. It was, he gave me and my co-host a choice of what uh, what show we wanted to see, and I, I did the research, and I said share is the obvious choice, right? You know what I mean? And th- this is so that is a perfect answer okay. to your question. I really did. Gotcha. I had I had my pick. Uh, the last time I was in Vegas, uh, I took myself to see uh, the Beatles Cirque du Soleil show. That was mm. fantastic. Okay. Um, now Celine Dion is back. When you say took yourself, theater. did you go solo? I went solo. I, I went there five Going minutes stag. before. Yeah, you can do that and you can get really cheap tickets. If you mm. show up like five minutes before the show starts, you can get like half price single tickets. Gotcha. Uh, and I had a giant, uh, can't buy me love cocktail. That was red. <laughs> yeah. It was red and it had vodka Do you still and have the it. souvenir glass? I lost it. Oh, and, bummer. Uh, and I saw it and it was great. And now Celine Dion is back in the massive, uh, theater at Caesar's right. Palace. And the seats where we were sitting, the orchestra seats, $1,325. Good God. $1,325. When you say Celine Dion, you mean I Elvis, mean the right? Celine Dion we all know. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Who, who has, has, A not, reincarnated has not made Elvis. herself at all scarce. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she, right? She like, it's the, not like this is... Yeah. Sure. She, she was just on the country awards the other night. Not a country singer at all. <laughs> but she was there. Yeah, she's uh, so I, I would be curious about seeing that. I, I, I investigated. What kind that. of cool stuff? Does any cool stuff happen in the share show? In the share show, she changes clothes like a billion times, and people fucking clap every time she comes out in a new. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool, but it's also like it's it's she she changed clothes. What's the There's stage not, pattern like? Um, it, it a little bit awkward. Hmm. She 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 makes a point at the top that she does not employ a writer. And it becomes kind of clear. <laughs> that she's she tells, maybe been forced to say that. Yeah. She tells some sort of rambling story. She's very charming and she's very funny and everything. Um, but it's... Ben it Midler's is, got writers. 
I think she's uh, oh, working sure. with Valanche, right? For sure. Oh yeah, she's got to be working not. with Valanche. Uh, but she, it, it is, it is, it is partially about the show, which really is a spectacle, and it's very glittery, and, and there's a billion songs that you didn't even remember that you knew and liked, and that's all great. But it's really more about the people around you because this is some old fucking velvet jacket, sure, you know, like bejeweled bolo tie, fucking old desert <laughs> gay guys who have come <laughs> to see this motherfucking show and like and drink. Old desert gay guys. Oh, for real. Like they closed their salon for a couple days. Yeah, wow. You know what I mean? To fucking come out and see it. And it's like, it's crazy. It is, it is kind like of, old, old gay. You know what? As a native of San Franciscan, uh, I miss... I miss the kind of louche 70s homosexual that I remember from my childhood. Yeah. In the, and I remember them from the late 1980s. Don't yeah. get me wrong sure. here. Right. I On a bit in years. But, yeah, yeah, like I, there's plenty of, I mean, you know, there's, there's plenty of like, uh, you know, bears or leather guys or your various subcultural gay groups walking sure. around the streets of San Francisco right now. Right. It's not that fun, though. What I miss well, is it, a guy. It's not fun for you. <laughs> it's great for them. Yeah, it's great for them. They're yeah. having a blast. Yeah. Um, but what I what I do I do wish there was more. There was more like velvet jacket and ascot. Well, that for that you must go to Palm Springs. Oh. That is that is what Palm Springs is built on. Yeah, it's like is that gay guy like a scarf around the neck gay guy? It seems fun to me. It is, it is fun. I love going up there. I yeah. love going up there. Going to Palm Springs next month. I'm hitting them all. I'm getting out into the desert in the next couple of months. Have you been to the Ace Hotel? Any any desert homosexual. I've, uh, any desert <laughs> I've been to the Ace head. Hotel in Portland. I've okay, been to the I've, I've been to the Ace Hotel in Palm Springs. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, I, I found there was some something happened where it was a hundred dollars a night or something. Yeah. And my my wife was like, "Hey, you want to go to the Ace Hotel in Palm Springs? It's real nice. A lot yeah. of kids around. Yeah, which is cool. It's fun. It's dog friendly. It's a nice uh, nice thing for me to do with my wife. Uh, uh, my wife Teresa, of course. Um, <laughs> I feel like I was saying it like as though her name was a secret. It's a nice <laughs> thing for me to do with Teresa because. Uh, she can do like some reading and hanging out by the pool yeah. while I just go to the thrift store. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my primary interest. Sure. And there's a ton of them up there. Uh, nice right? ones, too. Really good you know ones. why? Old gays. Old gays. That's what you need. If you want a good thrift store, you need old affluent gays. Old gays. Like to get rid of stuff. Yeah. Like to get rid of stuff. And they got taste. And they they got, taste. got taste and money. Oh, got to get rid of this clutter. Take it yeah. to the thrift store. Absolutely. What's this? Hmm. Oh, yeah. let's try this. This is Jesse's size. Were you unfolding yeah. a map there? <laughs> yeah, and then I tried it on. Yeah. It, it was, was like my size, tent. though. Do you have to go to Las Vegas, or is that why you're asking for a show? No, I'm just... I just I, came I, up. I, just, I was just thinking about... I don't think that I could... Even if I had to be in Las Vegas, I don't think I could bring myself to buy tickets to see Bette Midler. But I've just been thinking lately about the fact that I like Bette Midler, and I'd like to see more of Bette Midler just in the world. Yeah, here's the thing. thing shows like that and like Cher and like Celine Dion. Garth Brooks, I think, is becoming one of those people mm. now. Like he has an on and off show there. Like it's just it's just something that you do when you're there. Like I don't, I I don't have a taste for a hurricane right. at all. Right. But if I'm in New Orleans and I'm walking down Bourbon Street, I'm going to have one because it's what you do. You right. Know? And like when you're in Vegas, you go and you see that dumb, glittery fucking show that lasts exactly 90 minutes. And it's just part, of, I do it's just that. part of what you do. <laughs> I do that maybe foolishly with Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Like every time I'm uh, on the East Coast and I like, yeah. I'm like, well, better have two donuts in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. I, I need, and I need to remind myself that no, that's, this isn't 
food tourism. Like right. it's just a fucking crappy donut. Right. right. Anyways, but right. I know what you mean about the hurricane and the yeah. expensive show. Sure. Yeah. You know what? This happened to me recently with Cher too. Um, I saw Cher on the David Letterman show, and I had no idea she was so funny and great. Uh, she was just hilarious and fantastic. She was like an A plus guest. What is she promoting? She was it was Vegas burlesque. Show, it was oh, burlesque. Okay. God help her. Uh, this was six months ago or ah, so. Okay. Um, did was, anybody see that? Did you guys? see I that? did no, not see uh, that. I didn't um, it felt like an act of, rebe- of rebellion as a as a homosexual <laughs> to see burlesque. Yeah, I didn't do it. I sat it out. Yeah, you probably Both the Sex in the City movies lonely, too. <laughs> lonely weekend. Yeah. Burlesque seems up. like it would be more fun than the Sex in the City movies, frankly. Uh, Less meritorious, the, yeah. but just caught more just crazy shit would happen in it that yeah, you could enjoy. Stanley Tucci's also involved in burlesque. That's right. It's got right. that going for right. it. Right. I uh I caught the last maybe 40 minutes of Sex in the City 2 on mm-hmm. HBO at home the other night. It was just on, and I had heard how terrible it was, but I hadn't seen it and I had no interest in seeing it, but it was on and Ben was home and we we're like fuck it, let's just let's just watch it. It is so bad. Is it now? Is it worse than other Sex in the City things? Yes. Okay. It is significantly ridiculously. Now, worse. now, as someone who maybe maybe understands kind of what people like about Sex in the City, I've, I've never liked I've, it myself. I've seen some episodes that were really good. So what? What about this? And I feel like universally people were like, "This thing sucks." Oh. So what is it about this that makes it so different? It than- just. It was first of all, they're all. Um, they're all, you know, a few years older now. Sure. And, which is fine. Everybody ages. Sure. Know? But, like... And they're they, still talented. They're still very talented. It doesn't take away from their talent at all. But... I, I want to be clear that I wasn't being sarcastic. I genuinely no, think yeah. talented. I mean, yeah. they're all good actresses and everything, but they, they have them dressed ridiculously. And, like, <laughs> and, and like with a shit ton of makeup and weird lighting, so they look... Like hideous. They look What's like weird gargoyles. Is every time they <laughs> they do. I'm not kidding. Every time they go off screen, they come back in a new outfit, and yeah. everyone applauds. Yeah, for real. It is. Yeah, it's just all the costume changes, and it's also it takes place in Abu Dhabi, right? So because somebody got like a suite that's supposed to be really nice, and so they all go, and and uh, Samantha Kim Cattrall, uh, Samantha. Uh, like sort of kisses a guy and it's a big ordeal and and they like because it's against Sharia law or whatever sure. and so she they, breaks they the like, kapu they yeah they like take her purse and there's condoms in it and she's and it's just like I have sex I don't know why she's southern all of a sudden yeah <laughs> but she like th- there's this whole big scene where she just yells the word sex and 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 like it grinds her pelvis and gives people a finger and it's just like it's like real really and then. <laughs> And then it's it well, all those foreigners have crazy rules, and, Dave. But, but then, I mean, but then you don't know. Okay, so they, so they get in trouble with the clerics or whatever, and uh, <laughs> what? and then and they they narrowly escape like a stoning, not really, but like basically. Yeah. And then and then the whole big thing is they have to get to the plane in time because if they don't, they're going to have to fly coach home, and they can't do that. So, <laughs> so they so they run away. But then but then the the women that's when the stakes really kick when, in. That, yeah. Absolutely. But then then the the women in the hijabs or whatever. Uh, of the town, like say, come here, and they like they they bring them into this like tea room or whatever, and the the women take off their veils, and they're they're all done up in like fancy clothes too, and it's like this moment of just like, hey, we all we wear... have these secret slut parties, yeah, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and it's like. So there's this big long moment of that, but then it's like, oh no! Then we have to go back. It's just it is it is so it is so bad. And and, and just watching it, we were like, 
what's the dumbest possible way this could resolve itself? And it resolved itself exactly that way. Like, I thought, okay, the only way this could get any dumber is uh, if, like, because Carrie and Mr. Big are fighting. If Carrie gets back and Mr. Big just gives her a big diamond and then everything is fine. And she <laughs> fucking goes back and he gives her a big diamond and everything's fine. And nice. the movie ends. <laughs> God damn it. And it apparently begins in it with a gay wedding that Liza Minnelli is in. I missed that part. And I'm, <laughs> that you know seems what? I'm fun. glad. Liza Minnelli's fun, though. I, fun, I watched but... uh, Arthur for the first time uh, a couple of nights ago. Uh, yeah. I thought she was she was great in that. Anyway, never saw it. Oh yeah, but she's she's yeah she seems to be the kind of the precursor to the you know Natalie Portman in Garden State. She's the oh. kind of the that sort of character. She's kind of funny. Yeah, she's great in it. She's right. just really good in it. In real life, she's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah she is funny. <clears throat> yeah, she's nuts. But seen, but yeah. she but she has a good time with it. Sure. Have you seen? There's a supercut of her on uh, of her appearances <clears throat> on uh, on Larry King. Just cackling. Mm. It's fucking great. <laughs> but that is Because seriously, like, every time he asked her a question, and she was on that show, like, twice a week for the last five years. Uh-huh. She was always on Larry King. And, like, uh, like, commentating on stuff? No, she would just always be there. He would always interview her. They he were secret crazy. lovers. Probably. Uh, but she, what, and she, wrote a lot of, she wrote a lot of the material for his stand-up tour. Oh, right. He was going sure. on a stand-up tour, right? Yeah. Is that real? Yes, that's real. Good Lord. He booked but, dates. And any, anything that he asked her... Uh, like, uh, so do you, you think you'll ever do a Broadway show again? Ha! Me? Like, yeah, you. You're, yeah. It's just the two of you there. Yeah. You're Liza Minnelli. There's nobody you're Liza else. Minnelli. I mean, it would stand, you're, you're known for your singing and yeah. acting. Yeah, you've been on Broadway a lot. It's not yeah. an outrageous question. He's not talking to Des Moines, Iowa on yeah. the phone. Yeah, he's not talking Are to you going to do a Broadway man. show, Des Moines, Iowa? Oh, Lord. Columbus, Ohio. Are you, <laughs> you going to do a Broadway show? Uh, have you watched Piers Morgan at all? Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> Eugene Oregon, would you like to do a Broadway show? <laughs> I watched some Piers Morgan and, and found him forced. I felt mm-hmm. I felt like his outrageousness was pretty forced, and I, yeah. I didn't I didn't find him delightful or outrageous, even though I was maybe supposed to. I I had a telephone conversation with a television <clears throat> agent recently, <clears throat> and um, it was just somebody somebody who's based in New York who heard me on WNYC and called, yeah. and uh, and he just goes he goes you know. Larry King retired recently. I'm not saying you, but, you know, you never know. No, not me. <laughs> not me. Pierce Morgan. Let's be honest. Who was it? Come on. Dave Holmes, here? maybe. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say who Come the guy on. was. But Tell us He was a nice... Day. He was a... Honestly, outside of that ridiculous thing he said, he was... He seemed perfectly, perfectly nice, but... It's, it's nice when they say those things. It's just... <laughs> You just remember that him. his job is just to say crazy things yeah. until something happens. Say crazy shit until something happens. <laughs> until you're making a movie about sex in Abu Dhabi. Right. Okay, we're 40 minutes into the intro segment of this program. So, oh, uh, Jordan, Jesse, go. We'll be back in just a second. La, 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 la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, and I, I am I? Do I do the Dave, same one? Dave, just do it. Well, okay. Should I, okay, I'm uh, Dave Holmes, the king of beers. <laughs> oh, I like that one. Yeah, it's really fun. Dave, thank you for coming on this program. Certainly, by the way, always a pleasure. It's it's always a pleasure to have Dave Holmes on the show, you Jordan. Very much. Mm-hmm. Am I? Am I? I'm not lying here. No, you're not. Just today, you're I'm just today. I'm sitting at dinner. I'm sitting at dinner with my beautiful wife. Her name's Teresa, by the way. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm sitting at dinner with my wife, Teresa. We're, we're eating some food. She says, are you, look for, are you looking forward to podcasting? This is what I said to her. 
I said, I'm a little bit tired. I have a lot of equipment to set up. I'm not really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But I know Dave Holmes is coming over, so it's going to be fun and easy. It's going to be a breeze, because Dave Holmes is going to be here. The man's a pro and a delight. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I said to my wife. You Thank can, you. You can check. You can check with her. I will. I'll, I will. I'll wait. We'll wait here. You go check with her. <laughs> I don't no, think not, that'll be compelling. That. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Just. <laughs> but, but it'll be really dramatic when he goes and checks and he finds out it's all a lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> brother. What have you said recently that is nice about me, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I said that I thought your nickname, King of Beers, was funny? Oh, that is recent. That, that was yeah. very recent. That and I said it. That counts. Yeah, it's that counts. true. Dave Holmes, of course, you know him from uh, the television DVD show sure. on, on the Fox uh, Network. Sure. Yeah, that is, uh, that is a thing. Uh, television served fresh daily. Yes. Right? FX. Yeah. Television served, served fresh, fresh daily. daily. Yeah. Uh, it's back when they had mostly puppet-based shows, right? <laughs> Dave. They had, uh, yeah, they did have that morning show. With God, the puppet, I, yeah. There needs Dave to be something of, like that. Again. Dave, of course, is the host of the show where you get your thing appraised live on air, and then someone can buy it by calling in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the FX show that Dave hosts. Yep. Uh, he's also you the star of Justified. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I He's also I Timothy Oliphant oh, because you're, that dude. Oh, sorry. No, I just, I just like the body on that guy is ridiculous. Is he he's, super ripped? He no, it's not that he's super ripped. He's just, he's just sturdy. He's just solid. Yeah, they, they, they shoot him from these angles, and it's like, mm. how? What is this side lower right. pectoral thing? Yeah, <laughs> he's got where, some where extra muscles. That? He does. He's, he's got weird like corners and angles. Do you find him fantastic? It, because I. I guess I had not, it had not occurred to me that he was notably attractive mm. until recently someone just said something about how he was like the most attractive person in the world. He is among the most attractive people. What are really? some of your favorite Timothy Oliphant roles, Dave? Uh, well, what are some you. of What are some of your favorite Timothy Oliphant surprising muscle curves? <laughs> I, I, I can I'll, I'll speak to that first. <laughs> I will speak to that first because I swear I saw him on Sunset Boulevard. I was driving my car. Mm. He was crossing uh, Sweetser toward the Standard, and I was uh, heading east. And he was crossing the street. And it was a windy day, and he had on a t-shirt, and it was blowing, and it just like it fucking. It just the way that it grabbed onto his incredible chest. I swear to God, <laughs> I very nearly drove into the Cabo Cantina. Which was right there. Like I just, I eh, probably would have done the world a favor. Oh, take I that lo- place out. I used out. to love that place. But that's another story. <laughs> sure, but yeah, no, uh, I can't say that he's ever. He, he did. Uh, he did a gay movie called uh, The Broken Hearts Club, which was not oh. good, but I saw it twice. Mm, sure, um, he uh, he was in Scream Two. Uh huh. Where uh, where they shoot him from that angle, and that was where I first really noticed Wait, him. Wait, Timothy like, Oliphant was in Scream too. He was. He was. The I haven't seen in any. I haven't seen any screams. I do enjoy that Justified television program though. That's an it excellent is. show. Yeah, it's good. It's um, good. And when it's not upsetting me, sometimes it upsets me too much. Yeah. Uh, at first, it seemed like it was going to be like a, a like like seventy percent procedural, thirty uh, percent uh, plot. Right. And that the plot would not usually be that upsetting. Yeah. Um, but in, in the second season, they've gone all upsetting with the plot. <laughs> I have not seen the second season yet. It's, uh, it's upsetting. Uh, but it's still an excellent television program. Frequently, I, uh, I wait because I, cause I, I work at FX. And, uh, and one, of the, one of the perks is that they'll send you DVDs if you ask. Oh. And, uh, and so I frequently will just not watch for a long time and then just ask for a whole season on DVD. It makes me feel good. Because you get a whole bunch on, uh, of DVDs messengered. 
I don't have oh, a lot of, I don't oh, have a lot messenger of perks. Messenger office. They huh? will messenger. Wow. When people yeah. so once in a while, I had never uh, once in a while someone will messenger something to me, and it will always be for some reason these studios are obsessed with messengering things yeah. to people. Yeah. There's no reason ever to messenger something to the sound of Young America yeah. ever. For one thing, we're literally 25 miles from where all the messengers <laughs> are messengering things back and forth in in yeah. show business land. Yeah. Um, You're but far away, and uh, they can scan it. Yeah, you know, it's never Absolutely. like a thing that you need to. It's not like yeah. You know, if it's if it's a DVD, they can overnight it. Yeah, right? yeah. Or they can just send you a file via email. But it's it's wonderful every time because these messengers show up at the door, <laughs> and of course, the sound of Young America. It's just my house, and so they're just there, and they have this sad, confused look on their face. Like, I get paid by the fucking job. I am 20 miles mm. from the Sunset Strip. Yeah. I, yeah. I had, to, I had to, like, ride my moped here. Is there a non-treacherous way to get here? I don't know. Strip? It's, it, I got shit. I don't know. But these, but these sad men, and they're always very polite. It's not like, I think a Los Angeles, a Los Angeles messenger may be um, a little bit less brusque than a San Francisco messenger because they may be in a Ford Fiesta rather than on a Fixie. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it's it's always it's always amusing and a little bit sad when they get here and they're just like, I have to messenger this to a guy at his house. Yeah, well, that's all they do on the east side. That's okay. You're you're not the furthest out, right? Because they got to bring it to like Fran Drescher or whatever. <laughs> they got to bring a script to Fran Drescher atop a, a, a mountain. <laughs> and, no, I've actually had to specific, I've actually specifically had to deliver scripts to Fran Drescher. Really? That's uh, probably why you why you pulled that specific. That's what I was she lives in Malibu. Of. Okay. Yeah. See, there it's you go. actually pre- relatively easy to get to Drescher's house. Wow. Some of Drescher's co-stars lived in like Ventura. Oh wow! I know. What's that wow. About? Yeah, it seems like there's a there's a segment of showbiz person who kind of even takes a little pride of saying, fuck it, I'm not going to live in L.A. And right. then, uh, which, you know, I, I, I get it, but yeah. also, I have to drive out there, so fuck you. You know right. what, though? Here's, here's, the, here's the thing about it. <clears throat> if you move to Ventura, you're really just doubling your L.A.-ness. Yeah, Because yeah. it's not way different from L.A. It's mostly just shittier than L.A. Yeah. And it's also, further. you have to do the, all the shitty part of L.A., which is going from one thing to another... Ten times as much. Right, right. But there is a strawberry festival. That's true. I've Good heard point. it's nice. Yeah. Point taken. I've heard it's yep. nice. Jordan, speaking of strawberries, yeah, I want to talk to you about this thing that you have been obsessing over, and I feel like every week, as we over the past six to eight weeks, as oh, we've come in, this build up will kill it. <laughs> okay. okay. No, 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 no. What's going on? You've you've mentioned. You've said to me before before we started. Hey, I do kind of want to talk about Jamba Juice. That's true. You know, and you've never pushed it on me. No, no, no. Sure. It's just every week you've been dutiful about saying, I'd kind of like to talk about this this funny Jamba Juice, this odd thing about Jamba Juice. And in my head, it has grown to near mythic proportions. Oh, boy. So what's so going on? So you're thinking, I fucked someone in the back of a Jamba Juice. <laughs> right. Or you fucked a Jamba Juice. Oh, boy. He once got busy in a Jamba Juice back. <laughs> sure. That's the modern update. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, I have... Well, actually, God, I mean, this even predates my... Uh, Getting rid of sugar, right? Because Jamba Juice is right out, 
because of my, uh, I have a no sugar policy, Dave. I think nice. we maybe yeah, we we have discussed it. We Jordan's discussed doing it. great, by the way. Yeah, you seem to be. I I feel Looking great. Hale and hearty. Thank you. Yes, then the, and the cravings have died recently. Like Good. there was a point where I had this kind of near. Uh, sexual fixation on like breakfast treats, like a pancakes, like a oh, Danish, shit. and uh, it was just really ruining all of my days. Let's and be clear, not the good ones like donuts, just yeah. Danishes. Oh, Danishes Danish! Mm. Yeah, you know you're scraping. Man. Just one of those. You're really craving. Just one of those thousand calorie Starbucks Danishes. Ooh. I wanted to cram one right in my face. Boy, uh, that's low. Anyways, but uh, but uh, you know, Jamba Juice is one of the kind of walking distance things from my office right uh which is where uh it's kind of like santa monica sepulveda kind of okay. right by kind of right pre we're talking pre pre santa monica gotcha um and uh every time i would go in there it, you know obviously jamba juice's thing is you know fuel for healthy living i don't think that's their exact slogan but it's something like that it's right. something like fuel for a healthier you and you know there's like a mural on the wall of people riding bikes and there is uh you know and they have like a like a shelf of impulse items that's like a book about wheatgrass and a no bpa water bottle and there's all these things that power like, for community schools yeah, yeah right no right. exactly <clears throat> and right. and yeah something by a uh, protein for cleaning up our shores yeah something and something for a like a book by uh some sort of ceo who rides a recumbent bike luna bars for everyone <laughs> sure oh you know they got luna bars there and wheatgrass juice little wheatgrass yeah shots. little wheatgrasses and it. i think oh, this slice se- of orange and I think the secret is out. The Jamba right. Juice is not good for you. That's terrible. That most of them are just made it's a with milkshake. a scoop of ice cream. It's a yeah. milkshake. And some frozen bananas. But you would think that they would try and, you know, further their image as, you know, healthy living for a healthier tomorrow by hiring employees that didn't look like they were about to die. <laughs> <laughs> Their employees are the most sickly, unfit, shaky, like jonesing for something teen meth heads that I've ever seen in my life. And it's not just that like, oh, well, these this this gal's a little chubby or like that guy that guy could do a couple sit ups. It's like these are weirdly shaped like their hair looks sweaty. sweaty yeah like and you'd think that like i don't even i don't even want them to do an abercrombie i know like when you work in work at abercrombie you have to like take your shirt off in the you interview can't be asian yeah no. sure there's all these restrictions and i'm not even saying that but you would think they would at least not hire the like chubby bearded guy with a facial scar Right. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, somebody with a teardrop tattoo. So I'm wondering, I mean, obviously John Bajus is doing fine, and they're all over the place, so something's right. working for them. But are there, I'm, I'm just saying why, I know you have to hire, like, teens, minimum wage teens, but, like, are these the most attractive ones you can find, and why don't you care? Is there any prestige in working in a Jamba Juice? Probably not. And <clears throat> maybe you can is. give your friends free Jambas, right? Sure. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe it is so sugary that it's just led them down the other. Uh, yeah, maybe the they were good looking when they started yeah. working yeah, there. But they've just. They've Do you think what, their looks with Jamba? Maybe it's not prestigious because they don't let you give your friends free Jambas. What if all like, you get is an extra boost? All you get is just if get, your friend orders a, a smoothie, sure, they can throw get a, a pollen in there. Second yeah. boost. Uh, well, I, 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 Fem boost. I want there to be a, a faces of Jamba juice. 
uh, thing. Like they have faces of meth where it's like, here's, <laughs> yeah. here's Brittany when she first got the job. And here oh. she is now. Yeah. No teeth. Yeah. I know All that this, I know that this weird is, eye. <laughs> I know that this is something that like, uh, a guy in like uh, in the theater department of a s- small state college uh, that wears a black leather duster would do. I did used to have a lot of fun asking for the Fem Boost at Jamba Juice. Really, it's just fun. It's fun. <laughs> and what was it? I don't know. They're all. Th- I don't know what any of them are. It doesn't matter I which one you there order. In years. God, it's been so long since I've been there. I. Y- you know what's really fun is hmm. uh, the uh, the young kids at uh, at Coldstone Creamery. Yes. Sometimes when mm. I'm going to a Coldstone Creamery, sorry to like uh, oh. the cravings back now. Hey, it's okay. All oh, right. I'm. I was anticipating the story that I'm hoping you'll tell about the embarrassing singing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, when when you tip, they have to sing. No, but a cold stone would give me such a fucking boner right now. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that, that's all there is to it. If you pay, the, if you give them a little a, a dollar in their tip jar, they have to sing a song, and they hate it. <laughs> oh, do they yeah. hate it? And there's there's nothing better to meet. Johnny Rockets does it also. If yeah, you put, oh, yeah. If you put, they uh, have to sing my kind of town. My, uh, sure. On the jukebox, they have to sing, and they do it with just these dead eyes and stone faces, and like, and there's a little dance, and they just fucking sing, and it's just, there's nothing better to me than joyless dancing and singing. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I just, I love it. I love it. I love it. Is that is that why you enjoyed so much about the share show? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Joyless, just totally. routine. Yeah. Well, I mean, obligating her, her face. You could not tell if she was having any kind of emotions <laughs> at all. Mm. She's had much work done, ladies and gentlemen. Did anybody happen to see the Academy of Country Music Awards last night? Oh, of course. I didn't. No? <laughs> no. Don't tell me who won. I got okay. a TiVo. Right. Uh, okay. No, uh, it's just now. What? What? Sugarfoot won the award. Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot. Owl party. Uh, huh? Owl party. I don't know. <laughs> there, yeah, there are a billion bands I'd never heard of. Yeah. I, 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 I don't dislike country music. Uh, I don't like it enough that I would watch the award shows if they weren't fun to make fun of. Right. But they, okay. but they are. They are really fucking. Yeah, fun I'd like to, to maybe hear some of the finer points. Well, of the... it's just the, the whole thing is just it's everything's got to be super focused. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like it's it's like um, like we, like with share and Sex in the City and gay things. Like there are certain words you have to say fierce a thousand times. You mm-hmm. gotta fucking have some big black woman singing every note. And like it's just there there's certain things that are just like that you check off, right? You know? And like in a country show, it's just like everything is just like y'all and well, and I sure do appreciate this. And just like, but everybody acts the exact same way, and it's fascinating. And they're all they they uh, they look ridiculous. The the hair is like twice as big. Um, Winona Judd was uh, the, the Judds came out to give an award, and Winona Judd is thirteen feet tall, and like <laughs> and she wears these huge long coats with like shoulder pads so she looks like a monster it sounds like it sounds like if i was gonna make an analogy uh john travolta in battlefield earth not yes Mm. yeah yeah but she she had this fake spray tan that was literally the only thing that i could liken it to was like the top of a mustard bottle after it's been out in the sun for really (laughs) the whole day of a cookout like so somewhere between weird. yellow and orange and but and brown but not yeah, not a natural sure. brown like a food coloring brown with sure. yellow and orange it was just it, just it was just start to finish fascinating i i, I could watch country you know what's now, a nice oh, thing oh. i want to say a nice thing about sure. the world of country music this is something i read i read they treat people right i read that- this i also i kind of like country music except that to 
so much country music gets so close to kind of soft rock, which I yeah. really don't like. Right. Um, and so like, I like, I, you know, like I like a pretty country, like I like fiddles and I like, do like steel guitars. I like both of those things. I like somebody, I I like somebody that can really sing, uh, which you get a lot of in country music. Uh, but anyway, uh, these days, a lot of the country music singers, they sing like shitty R and B singers though. Yeah. Um, everybody does. Yeah, I know. God, it sucks. It really sucks. I hate, I can't wait for it to be over. Even R and B singers sing like that. Yeah. Like, it, oh God! Uh, it it's is terrible. So terrible. And anyway, American so, Idol is the worst offender of that whole thing. I don't remember what the fuck I was going to say. I don't know. What was I leading into? Uh, oh, who cares? It's something you like about the world of country music. Here's oh, what this saying. is Here's what it is. Like okay, so music. there's this guy called. He's one of the most famous uh, country guys. I think his name's Brad something. Brad Did, Paisley. <laughs> Uh, maybe no. That's a that's a guy who kicks ass, isn't it? This is a guy so. who's no, that's Toby Keith. Okay, well the guy this is this guy that I'm thinking of. His big thing is that he always he always gives away his cowboy hats. That's Brad. Paisley. That's Brad Paisley. Okay, yeah. so I read this article about Brad Paisley in the New Yorker. Wait for it, the New Yorker. Yeah, <laughs> um, where you go for information on country music. country music that is not at all condescending. <laughs> yeah. Sure, and I uh, <laughs> number one, and then and then I saw this Brad Paisley. I saw him on the David Letterman program. Now David Letterman did not know what to do with Brad Paisley. Right. Who seems like a decent guy, but he, he has wasn't that. Singing, he was just getting interviewed, right? Yeah. Well, then he sang. He first he was interviewed, okay. then he sang, and he has that quality that uh, I think Garth Brooks perfected, which is seeming like you're from nowhere and right. have nothing to say about anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his song was called Water. That was a, it was a huge hit song, the song that he performed. Right. I'm getting to the part that I like. Um, okay. But his song is called Water, and literally, what this is what the song is about. It's about how much he's enjoyed various forms of water, like pools and going to the beach and going to the lake and fishing. And uh, It's called glass, Water. Glass it's or about, bottled water? It's about in? water. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> there's no surprises in this song. No curveballs at all. It doesn't like, turn out no to be about... Ending? Yeah, it's not like his son drowns or no. something. It's not one no. of those. It's not a... No, there's like a little... One of those aliens and signs that's alert, that like dies when you put water on it. Oh, yes. it's like, and then I used water to right. defeat aliens. There right. is a little metaphorical twist in it. I mean, that part of that New Yorker article was about how all his songs are just about something really normal, and then at the end, there's a little metaphorical twist. Right. But... Um, what is the metaphorical twist in water? I don't remember what the metaphorical twist in let's, water is. Let's I mostly remember on what the yeah. metaphorical twist at the end of water might could be. Could be religious, baptismal. Could be baptismal. Baptismal. Could be he uh, once almost died of that thing where you drink too much water while you're running a marathon. <laughs> yeah, then he, oh, no, his wife died uh, drinking too much water trying to win the family a, a Nintendo Wii. <laughs> radio, that. That? radio contest. Real person died. Uh, yeah. Real person died. Maybe oh, not funny. Tried to win. Uh, a Wii. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't <laughs> Maybe that's the kind of thing that passes for funny on the Fix Network. <laughs> um, Dave, since you're on the well, here's what I like. Say, can I v- oh, very sure. quickly just? Bo- I'm sorry. Might, to no, no, it's fine. But I saw Garth Brooks in concert a- in Central Park when he did a Central Park concert in like '96, sure. '97, and uh, and he you had uh, to be there. He had to be there. Uh, I was I lived a couple blocks away at the time, and it was and like you can't not go right. But <laughs> after every fucking song. He, uh, and this won't make sense to the listener because uh, you can't see me, but after every song, like, he, he, does, he does a huge pose with, yeah. like, a fist in the air yeah. that looks, and, and his back to the crowd. For the listener, you, you kind of look like Ultraman. Okay, sure. Yeah, kind of like that. 
but like with his back to the crowd, and the crowd would go nuts, and he would turn around and go, wow, thank you, thank you. Like for the applause, like he had never heard the sound of people clapping their hands before. Like it was, it was, it was literally after every song. Like for, for me, for that, what? Okay, thank you. Wow, thank you, thank you so much. Wow, guys, but this, thank you. This is the thing. This You've is the thing it. that I like, and it applies to Garth Brooks as well. I like that in country music, uh, an old person can make a hit record. I like that too. I think that's great. I like that. Old too. people have things to say. Yeah, old about people water. have perspectives. Yeah. Pools. They, they want to talk about how much they enjoyed the pool. Okay, look, <laughs> we've got a lot more stuff to do on this week's program, <laughs> so we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. And I am Dave Holmes, the Dean of Students. It's great to have you here, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, listen, it's good to be here. Dave, here's the thing that I don't think we were even doing when the last time you were on the program. Doesn't sound familiar. We have a sort of what we call sort of a Jumbotron program. Oh. Uh, in this program, you can pay some money and get your message on the Jumbotron. I'll be in, darned. In audio form. So... Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, Welcome, Troop 486. Exactly. <laughs> Burbank. Hey, that's the kind of shit we do. Give people anniversary messages, nice. uh, congratulate people on their babies, uh, plug people's blogs. We did actually, we, we asked the guys, uh, we asked a guy for his wife to marry him. Yeah. I know that said it We asked the guy sense. for his wife to marry him. <laughs> uh, let's, we let's parse it. We proposed to a man on behalf of a gentleman. Okay. All right. And she said yes. We asked yes, for a guy man. whose wife to marry him. <laughs> and That's, how could you not with his, with something as romantic as uh, having two two d- doofuses <laughs> do it on a podcast? So, did it work? Yeah, it do worked. We know? Okay. It worked. Good. Okay, here we go. What uh, we got this week? Special sponsor. We've got this special sponsor for the months of April, May, and June. They're back. Uh, Fuzzy Balls Apparel. Oh, yeah. Remember they sent us that big box of cool stuff? And I've been enjoying it. The Fuzzy Balls products have been great. I've, uh, I've got a lot of compliments on my Fuzzy Balls t-shirts. Yep, they make uh, they make your t-shirts. They got your tiny collectible toys. Sure. Uh, all these lovable characters. Mm-hmm. What these kind of, distinctive what kind of and lovable characters. Oh, they've just got funny characters on them. Some of them have uh, nerd slogans on them. Oh, uh, there's one that's a kind of a unicorn Battlestar Galactica mashup. Oh. Uh, I got a lovely pint glass. Yeah, nothing, uh, with nothing a, too annoying. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's, it's handsome. It's nothing you would get on Snorg Tees. Yeah. This is not a yeah. snorg tease situation. Very this is, charming uh, characters, too. Absolutely. Anyway, here's the deal. Go to fuzzyballsapparel.com, a special gift if you put JJ Go in the, in the notes. Uh, the, list, the guy who runs Fuzzy Ball Apparel does the art. Um, he's a big Jordan Jesse Go fan. That's how come he's doing this, and uh, that's how come he's offering that special gift. So nice. uh, just when you buy something, you just put JJ Go in the notes, and, and then he will send you a special extra thing. Oh, okay. Fun. I'm going to do that. Next up, here's the deal. We, we've been gone for a while, so mm-hmm. we got a kind of a backlog. We had to take some time off while I moved, and we were right. pledge driving before that. So we've got all these cool messages uh, from thoughtful people. Uh, left-handed Radio, a sketch comedy podcast. Mm. Half hour of sketch comedy every month uh, online at lefthandedradio.com. Uh, they say they're in, uh, in the vein of the, the Firesign Theater mm-hmm. or that Mitchell and Webb sound. 
which I've never listened to that Mitchell and Webb sound. I probably should. I like Mitchell and Webb. Yeah, I don't understand the snooker jokes, but uh, (laughs) there's a lot of snooker humor. (laughs) There's a fair amount of snooker humor. Jesse, I'm I'm uh, I'm into the further seasons of that Mitchell and Webb look, and I can say that those snooker characters do not make a return appearance. Oh, really? They're a season one only thing. Oh, excellent. Okay, fantastic. Um, Anyway, (laughs) they're great. Uh, This is fun. Uh, I have this important note from Teresa, who who oh, sure. books these things. Uh, they ask that you play the Jurassic Park theme during this plug, which oh. I know you won't be able to do. Can't do that. Do either that. of you guys know how the Jurassic Park theme goes? Here come dinosaurs. LeftHandedRadio.com. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> okay. Here come dinosaurs. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, match by match, mm-hmm. a folk duo mm. out of... Thought it was a dating website. Ann Arbor, Michigan, mm. where we are headed. Yeah. Maybe we should have match by match on the show. Not going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. Folk duo? No, sir. No? No, sir. I, we did try and book Jeff Daniels, who lives oh. in Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> Jeff Daniels? Yeah, his publicist, Julia told me his publicist was really nice and like he's down to do something else. He happens to be in L.A. because he's in this this play that just came from Mm. Broadway and is running in L.A. now, but he lives in Ann Arbor. Have you ever had to uh, messenger scripts to uh, Michigan? No, I did not have to drive my Toyota Corolla (laughs) to Michigan during my PA days. Um, uh, Match by match, folk rock duo uh, of Gray Bouchard on guitar and vocals and Melissa Coppola on accordion, piano, and vocals. Um, Free downloads at matchbymatch.com, and they are working on uh, one of these Kickstarters to record their album, which is called American Crowbar. Uh, so you can go to matchbymatch.com slash Kickstarter if you want to contribute to it. Um, among the gifts you can get uh, if you contribute to it, uh, Match by Match books, right. uh, limited edition cassette and vinyl singles. I recently learned that Kissingles were coming back as an ironic hipster thing. Oh, jeez. Uh, I thought God. irony hipster. was mostly gone in the world of hipsters, but... That is pure irony. There are advantages to uh, vinyl. There are no advantages there to the Kissingle. There are no advantages to the Kissingle. Well, no car can play them now, so stop it. Uh, there is one advantage to the Kissingle. That's easier access to Lay Your Head on My Pillow by Tony, Tony, Tony. Okay. <laughs> it's an also, easy uh, way to get your hands on Rump can... Shaker by Rex and Effect. <laughs> right. uh, you, can, you can also... Um... Uh, when they come unraveled, you can uh, you have a use for a pencil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Which is also kind of useless these days. Jordan, so. yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Maybe on these live shows that we're doing in the Midwest, mm. can we bring back the King of Kissingles? Oh, well, that's <laughs> deep. That's deep, Jordan Jesse Gale. This was a character we did. This this started on The Sound of Young America when we were in college, what, didn't it? It might have been. Did we ever do it on Jordan Jesse Go? I don't know. We might have done I, it I, once I, on Jordan yeah. Jesse Go. Maybe not. Uh, this was just a character that was just me talking like this and just talking about Kissingles. That was it. I, I loved Kissingles back in the day. I really did. It was music on the go. I right. saw the sign by Ace of Base. <laughs> I, they, and they used to come, They used to as CDs did, they used to come in long boxes. Yeah. So they could fit in, in like album racks and stuff. They started coming out in like 88 and I got my license in 87. So I was very into the Kissingle. Mm. You got your license to buy Kissingles. I got my license yeah. for, uh, to carry a concealed Kissingle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 
But no, it was great. I mean, you would get a song in your head, and you would go to the record store, and you would buy the thing on fucking Kasingle. Okay, so if if you're interested in Kasingles or hand-knitted scarves or just folk rock duos from Ann Arbor, Michigan, mm-hmm. please check out Match by Match. They're online at matchbymatch.com, where you can download their music absolutely 1,000% for free and help them make their album and all that cool stuff. I bet they're cool. I bet I, they are. You know what? I think they're probably cool. They're like us. Sure. Yeah. They got pluck. My, bro- my, got brothers, my brothers Moxie. have started listening to this program. Uh, this is new. Uh, and I, I'm terrified that, I'm gonna, that I said something horrible about them in the past. I feel like they would have brought it up by now. They, they both told me they've now listened to the back, back catalog yeah. of Jordan Jesse Go. But I'm worried that I'm going to say something terrible about my brothers. And it's going to make them feel bad. I love them. Very- hey, John, Brendan, I love you guys. You're great. You're great young man and teen. Oh, you got much younger brothers. Yeah, they're much younger than me. One of them is 22-ish, 22-ish. The other one's 16-ish. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's real young. I am that. I too. do. Look, if you think I don't know their birthdays, I do know what month their birthdays are in. That's something. Um, speaking of birthdays, by the way, we have a happy birthday to Debbie. Oh. From Where? Michael. Oh. Um, uh, Michael, this is what Michael says. He says, number one, Debbie's name is Debbie. Not Deborah, as her mother would quickly remind you. That's the kind of little inside stuff that we love to share. Absolutely, we love to share that kind it gives of thing. It texture, absolutely. Um, she, as she, and as Michael says that, as Jimmy Pardo would say, are, are all of our friends Jimmy Pardo? Not, not so much you, Jordan. Yeah, I didn't like you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'll he's put my been, hand up. Been, like... He's been very vocal about that. He makes snap judgments. Hey, he's it's fine, and they're probably correct. I'm not a complicated person. Uh, he Pretty says easy to figure out. He says that his wife, uh, whose birthday it is, gets it. Oh, isn't that nice? Although maybe you know, obviously it's your commercial message. You can do what you want to, but maybe you should have included a reference to our podcast. I don't know. Eh, that's that's a really good point. But I, you can do whatever you want to. It's your message. Yeah. Um, look, this is what he says. He says that she's beautiful, kind, funny, and generous to a fault. And he says he is the third luckiest man on the face of the earth. Uh, behind me was my beautiful wife, Teresa, mm-hmm. and Lou Gehrig, oh. uh, who had the appreciation of all of the fans and a great baseball career that made right. him the luckiest and then a terrible disease. Ultimately, though, he regarded himself as the luckiest man. Yeah, he was, a f- he was foolish. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mistake. Right. Um, anyway, he says that sometimes her birthday gets lost in the shuffle because they have a nephew uh, named Simon, who's four years old, and it's right around the same time. In fact, literally the same day um, uh, that uh, he loves his wife more than any adorable four-year-old nephew. That's nice. So it always gets lost in the shuffle the last four years. <laughs> yeah. What was the excuse before? It always, well, yeah, there was a lot of excuses before. I mean, too before sleepy. it was... Right. Too sleepy. Well, it sounds still, to me like Debbie It's April 3rd, so up. before it was like still hungover from... Sure. The Your wild shit that went day. down on yeah. April the Fool's really Day. Great Anticipation of Arbor Day. <laughs> you got tricked into taking heroin. <laughs> yeah, during <laughs> April Fool's Day. That is not a good April Prepar- Fool. Preparations for, uh, preparations for Earth Day in 19 days. And certainly, that's coming up. Of course, they... I mean, my birthday is exactly one month after that, so I mean, they've yeah. got to start getting excited for my birthday. My birthday is April cleaning. 24th, so these are yes, stuff that, they, that they're sure. anticipating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. April showers. 
Right. Of course, Mayflowers. Got a, got a plant. Got a plant before the April right? showers. Absolutely. So there's, <laughs> there's a those lot damn of reasons. Ides of March. There's still stupid Ides of March. Still hanging around. Yeah. Still having the, uh, struck. The out like a, the lion and the lamb. Well, we got to sure. usher them in and out. Yeah. Sure. These are all reasons why Michael does not love his wife Debbie. Right. And Debbie, you know, honestly, if it's your birthday, stand up, stand up for yourself for once in your life. Debbie, yeah. And say it's my birthday. Celebrate Look, me. If he tries to get fresh. Just kick him in the balls. Here's the order. Shins, balls, eyes. Oh, I'd go throat. Throat. Shins, balls, throat. Mm-hmm. You're looking to incapacitate now. You gotta incapacitate this. <laughs> Fuck Michael. Fuck yeah. this asshole. Take him out. Right. And get him it, in your sights sharp. and take him it, down. When you hit it, when you hit it, just a real sharp no. Yeah. Yeah. Like like a like a really good no. Just let that is out. my purse. Right. That is right. my purse. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, if you want to have a message, uh, we've had so many, uh, we've had so much interest. We had to raise the prices a little bit. Sure. Uh, Two hundred dollars for a commercial message. We've kept the price for a personal message. One hundred dollars. Uh, so two hundred dollars for a commercial message. One hundred dollars for a personal message. Uh, we'll put it out there on Jordan Jesse Go. Just email Teresa at Teresa at maximumfund.org. Hey, I don't think we should let all this stuff go by without mentioning one more time that we're headed to the Middle West. Sure. <gasps> Where? That's where Mr. Dave Holmes is from. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. You've done your research. Thank you. Um, home of the Gateway Arch. That's correct. Most uh, people say arches. The St. Louis Cardinals. Yes. Um, St. Louis. St. Louis. St. So. Louis style barbecue. Uh, yeah. And St. Louis style pizza. If you're passing through, you should get some. Um, is there a St. Louis style of pizza? Yes, there is. is what, it, what is it? Well, uh, it is, it's thin crust. They... Yep. They smoke it for like six, <laughs> eight hours. For 12 hours. Uh, no, it's, it's thin crust, and, uh, and there's, uh, there's this cheese food that uh-huh. they use uh, called Provel. That's sort of, it's like, mm. it's like a, a Velveeta and Provolone had a baby. Okay. Sure. And it's coated in that. Provel. It's very gooey. It's so fucking good. Huh. Um, yeah, people who did not grow up in St. Louis who then have St. Louis pizza are uniformly absolutely disgusted by it. <laughs> Uh, but if you grew up with it, as I did, yeah. I, I love it and I and I crave it. It is the definition of pizza to you. It absolutely that is what pizza is, and and you cut it into squares <laughs> instead of Sounds great. triangles. Um, yeah. Here's here's what we got on the docket. We're gonna be in we're gonna be in Ann Arbor. We're gonna be in Chicago. Tickets are on sale now. Um, April thirteenth at the Second City, The Sound of Young America live. Uh, here's who I've got. I've got public radio celebrity Peter Sagal, uh, professional wrestler. Slash improv and stand up comedian Colt Cabana. Uh, the, I have these wrestling people are so excited that Colt Cabana is coming on the program. Colt Cabana himself and his publicist both sent me really nice emails and said, Colt really loves Jordan Jesse Go and the Sound of Young America. He's a, the only professional comedian slash professional wrestler. <laughs> um, I just couldn't pass up the opportunity. No. Just because when are you, else are you going to get to talk to a guy is, who is a professional wrestler slash professional comedian? Is he WWE or he does, he's the or? world cha- he's the champion? He recently became the champion of I want to say the WCW. Okay, I might be getting that wrong. I don't want I don't need any emails from wrestling nerds. Right, uh, but he became the champion of something. And uh, Zach Linder, who came on our program once yeah. to explain why people like wrestling to us, uh, he told me that this guy's legit. Um, 
I checked in. I oh, didn't want to just let anybody on the show. Right. He's good. he's legit. Uh, we've got some great uh, we've got some great stand up comics on the show. Also, Robbie some Folks. Some stand up conics. Some stand up mm. conics. Okay. They're they're shaped like cones. <laughs> <Okay>. They're can- <laughs> canonical. Uh, <laughs> they only stand up if you put the wide end down. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah don't um, we've got Robbie Folks doing some of his uh, canonical. Some of his, is their canon. Is of conical. The canon. They're like cones. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, then Jordan Jesse go uh, in Ann Arbor on April fifteenth, April sixteenth. Jordan and I will be giving talks in Ann Arbor at the Ann Arbor yes. Public Library, 100% free. Um, and uh, April 17th, uh, we're having a big blowout. Jordan, Jesse, go in Chicago at the Second City uh, with our pals, my brother and my brother and me, and uh, special host stand-up comedian Dan, Dan Telfer. Oh, I like him. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, tickets on sale now. Uh, no excuse to not buy tickets to all three shows because Ann Arbor is <laughs> not even that far so, sure. from Chicago. Who are you talking to? Who am I? Who are we I talking mean, like, to? Yeah, do you know like what, who, who's your demo for like, Chicagoans? The I know, but like is, oh, is for it, like, for a, the talks, yeah, Ann Arborites, Ann Arborites, young but, people. I don't know because it, they are these events are put on by the library. Okay, so kids, do you think it's going to be children? Teens. I think you know because I was just. A, do you think a, this is going to be say, a Jesse talks to teens type situation? Well, it might be. Because are you going to sit backwards on a chair before <laughs> you do it? I would love to have had. Uh, shows like your shows when I was a, a teenager. That would have, you know what I mean? Like Because you were hanging out at the library anyway. Absolutely. Shooting Always. dice behind. Looking at uh, microfilm. <laughs> uh, but no, but truly, like, it, the world of podcast would have been so they didn't good have for me fish as a yet. teenager. They did not yet have fish. No, no, no. No fish. No fish. <laughs> at least not in St. Louis. It hadn't reached St. Louis. It was, a, it was a special kind of fish. There was St. Louis style. Sure. Fish. Uh, kind yeah, of a I cheese would... whiz on top. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I, I would I would have dug podcasting when I was. Yeah, no, I bet I would have too. I bet it would have been uh, like helpful in your awkward years. Yeah, to have for some... sure. Yeah, it would have been ska like in that sense. Exactly. Yes, right. I the podcast would have taken the place of ska music for me and arts high school for me. And what? Arts high school. Arts high school. Yeah. Scott and making VHS tapes of Mystery Science Theater episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Enough TV. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. Who am I? Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. That's who. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I wasn't prepared to be so assertive. Mm, and I am Dave Holmes, uh, bringer of uh, wrenches. Sure. <laughs> Need a wrench? Yeah, I'll bring it. It's one of those situations. We'll bring it. Hey, can you can you hand me a crescent? Yep. No, I'm gonna bring it over and then I'll I'll, I'll give it to you. I need a socket real quick. No, I just bring. Hey, throw, socket it to me. It. Throw me a deuce. You don't hand? No, it's, <laughs> no I don't hand. Throw me a deuce. Yeah, it's a wrench t- title. A wrench <laughs> yeah, name. A wrench title. <laughs> the title of a popular <laughs> wrench. Yes. I recommend. I recommend Jordan that you head down. You head down to your local auto parts store. Yeah. First, first guy you see that's wearing the uniform of the auto parts mm-hmm. store. Give him one of those. Throw hey. me a hey, deuce. Throw me a deuce. Hey, hey, Polly. Throw me a hey. deuce. What's this wrench titled? Yeah. <laughs> What's the title of this popular wrench? <laughs> Dave, you'll likely remember that on our sure. program we ask that our listeners give us a telephone call sure. when something momentous happens to them for a segment called Momentous Occasions. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They they pick up the phone two zero six nine eight four four fun. They've probably got it programmed into their cell phones, which we encourage people to do so they don't sure. have to try and remember it while it's happening. Right. Uh, then they call it in and they tell us what's happening. That's what's going on here. Uh, the calls have been screened by Lindsay, uh, who's been doing a great job and will never be 
be fired, and you don't have to worry about her. She's great. Were people worried? Obviously. Well, like I we was, were making fun of her. I was was saying that I was going to fire her no. because she did That's do a nice. she did a bad job at the beginning. But it's not her fault. Everybody's got to learn. Yeah. She. What did she do? What did she mess up? She's a, she she didn't pick good calls. They were a little no. boring. Okay. But it might have been the call. Might have been the or listeners' was that your fault. Boring listeners. Yeah, it was probably the listeners' fault. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you're listening to this show right now. Stop being so fucking boring. Get out and You're do something. You're fired. Make You're it. fired from listening to my show. Yeah. Get out. Make a choice. Do something. Stop enjoying it. Why do you listen to podcasts all the time? Go outside. Start a podcast. Everyone else is. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Both they Lindsay are. and our listeners have gotten a lot better. Okay. Um, and so there's no reason to worry about her. Um, I'll probably fire, fire, fire Jordan. Who? Yeah. What the well, fuck does I've he been, do around here? I've been dead weight for a while. So yeah. I get it. I get I it. Maybe start hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Again. Hey, Go. Yeah, this is Dan calling that, from Toronto with a momentous... Maybe, little, uh, maybe sugar's the key ingredient. It would really help my performance. Probably would. Stop talking Just about saying. wrench titles. <laughs> wrench titles. God bless you. All right. Okay, Let's here we it. go. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Go. This is Dan calling from Toronto with a momentous occasion or a moment of shame, potentially, like all of my occasions. We should be clear that we also have a segment called Moments of Shame, uh-huh. where you call in to describe something shameful that you did. Is it, are I, you hearing this? Yeah, it's got, it makes a little noise. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna, I thought it was me. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it doesn't make any noise, because the reality is that it does make some it makes noise. makes some noise. Okay. Had a job interview uh, to watch gay porn all day. Sometimes they need someone to job. not let certain videos in, like if there are dogs or small children or if someone's getting killed. <laughs> uh, and it would be my job to watch 40 hours of gay porn a week and uh, answer those questions. So keep up the good work, guys. Bye. Hold on. <laughs> Number one, he just said they. Yeah. As though we would know who it was sure. that was hiring him to watch the gay porn. Yeah. And, and like, wait a minute. There's, it, it has to get to that guy. Uh, like, uh, if somebody is killed... <laughs> he's gonna be the one to catch that, or the fucking yeah, why did nobody? He's gonna, yeah, like there's there's no quality control before we and get. What to if this a dog guy? just runs through the frame? Right. What if it's not being sexualized at all? What if the dog just? I mean, right. the scenes or, in a park. The what scene, if I don't the, know. What if the dog runs through? It's not being sexualized at all, but some stuff gets on it. <laughs> like someone comes on the dog. No, okay. not on the dog, but some yeah, of the, the cum gets on the dog. <laughs> right. Dogs like to sniff and roll around. Oh, sure. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Dogs don't uh, know what it is. That's, uh, you know, I mean, that, that would Do be you a think fun... he puts a sticker on each pornography DVD that he inspects? Uh, <laughs> inspected by, by number four? I, I, if it were me, I would just do one of those things like you would get in first grade. Like a really happy apple. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. This one gets a smiley. You're very good, and it's like a bear. It's you're, a bear. You're very good at not fucking <laughs> children. At not, at not having, at not a having snuff film. murder porn. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that could be an interesting job for a uh, for a short period of time. Well, the you thing would, is, uh, wouldn't it just sex. wouldn't it just be a murder you to the world of sensuality? It probably uh, wouldn't it would kill your balls. Bit. Uh, I the uh, a guy that I dated a few years ago um, was uh, was an actor and uh, was as such out of work. Mm. And uh, this is and, uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant. This is obviously, this Timothy is a Oliphant, pre-justified you know. Oliphant. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he uh, needed a job, and I had a friend who like placed temps. Like that uh-huh. was his job was like sending temps out and stuff. So he was, was like, a temp man. He was a temp. Uh, yeah. 
uh, a temp wrangler, a temp bringer. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so a Templar. I, yeah, so I a set night, a knight of Templar. Knight of Templar. <laughs> so I set them up, and uh, and my friend got my then boyfriend a uh, a temp job, and that first week, uh, he got fired from it for falling asleep at his workstation with porn on. <laughs> Yay! And, uh, then we broke up after that. Yay! Yeah. Oh, is that another phone call? No. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, it is sure. I get it. Hey, who's this? See, he knows about this kind of stuff because he works on FX where all the shows are live. That's the, the conceit of the network. Live. That is the premise of the network. Live and puppet-based. That is why I have seen Big Mama's House 37 times. Because okay. you sit there and watch it. Sit there until... and watch it. Sit there and watch it. Give you the same facts. Hey, Hello? Jesse. Hey, Jordan. This is Heather in San Francisco, and I have a moment of shame for you. Um, I went to go reload my clipper card which is the new ridiculous uh bus fare paying system that san francisco's lovely transit system has implemented look i think we can all agree there was nothing wrong with the fast pass well i get okay i don't know enough about it i was so distracted by a conversation i had been having with the cute boy that i put a fast pass on it on march 22nd so i have Nine days to um, basically take seventy dollars worth of bus rides, or I've effectively wasted about forty bucks. So, yeah. Um, do you have any tips on uh, how I can make the most of my? This requires so much yeah, knowledge about San Francisco-based right. public transportation. Yeah. Now, first of all, what the fuck is wrong with a with a pass getting you on and off buses? Let's okay. okay. That's fine. Le- number one, let me let me just say you've come to the right place. Yeah. A lot of there are relatively few podcasters who literally have six foot long screen prints of Muni transfers on their walls, and all their coasters have the logo of Bart. Yep, the San Francisco subway system, Bay Area Rapid Transit. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what one of these Clipper cards is, but I can tell you what a Fast Pass is. A Fast Pass is the thing where one time I had a youth Fast Pass in April of. 1999, when I turned 18. And uh, I turned 18 in April 24th, my birthday. Um, and it was like April 26th. It was a proof of payment. A police officer came up to me and said, can I see your fast pass? Mm-hmm. I showed them my fast pass. Because you said, look like a criminal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, then they said, uh, can I see your ID? That's a youth fast pass. I showed it to them. They said, you're 18. And I said, yes, I just turned 18 a couple days ago. And then they said, well, you can't use a youth fast pass. And I said, all oh, right, except that I, I, I was 18 for 24 out of the 30 days of April. Right. And they said, doesn't matter. And I said, well, you can't even buy an adult fast pass late in the month. You can only buy it for the first week of the month. And uh, they said, uh, okay, well, uh, first thing is a warning. So here's your ticket. And uh, then I didn't understand that they meant if you dispute it or take it to court they will give you a warning i just thought it meant that i had received a warning and so uh there was a warrant for my arrest in san francisco for like six years uh until i went to the warrant section of uh san francisco city hall which is not what you would describe as a savory place no uh full of bounty hunters and their prey oh my god uh they had to look it up in a giant filing cabinet and I had to sign some papers and pay like $500 or something uh, to, get, uh, to get the warrant removed from my name. So that's what a fast pass is. Now, as far as where she should go to use her bus pass, 
I recommend taking the 14 up and down Mission Street. I recommend taking the 49. That'll take you down Mission Street. Then it'll turn on Van Ness. It'll go down Van Ness. So that's like a little wrinkle. You can't take the 26 anymore. That doesn't even go up and down Valencia Street, I noticed. Take the 22 to Fillmore Street. Take the 48 out to the avenues. What the fuck do I care? If we want to have another super regional conversation, do you guys want to talk about the secret menu at In-N-Out Burger? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> that could be more God, this is specific. boring. Let's take a call. Hi, uh, Jordan and Jesse. Um, I have a momentous occasion for you. At 1.07 this morning, I figured out that I was genderqueer, and this has been the happiest day of my entire life. It's nearly midnight now. Thanks. Bye. Boy, do I not know what that means. Do you really not know what yeah, that means? I really don't know what that means. See, now, this is one place where we, as people who went to UC Santa Cruz, are advantaged over you, an actual homosexual. An actual gay person. Genderqueer is, uh, it's essentially people who reject the notion that gender is binary. And so, oh. uh, and so rather than being like, uh, rather than being transgendered, which is when you have... The um, when you have the sex, the junk of uh-huh. one set, but you feel like you are the other set, or you right. are the other set, I should say. Right. Um, then uh, genderqueer is I'm not male or, or female. I'm another thing. Uh, I'm from Northern California. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, if, for this young man, uh, lady, uh, this young genderqueer, uh, it sounds like uh, it made him really happy. Good. So I say yeah. go for it. Way okay. to go. Okay. Right? Sure. It's great. We support that. Yeah. Okay. But what, so what does that mean going forward for this guy's life? It means that he had better hope that he has to go to the bathroom only when he's on the UC Santa Cruz campus. Where and they there have, are no gendered bathrooms. Where there are no gendered bathrooms because uh, they want to be sensitive to the genderqueer. Ah, okay. But then, so anywhere else, you're just shit out of luck? Yeah, absolutely. Diapers. Well, shit in the pants. diapers. <laughs> yeah. Sure. GQ diapers is the brand. <laughs> Which has been very confusing for a lot of people. Yeah, so, really okay, confusing. So I, I, I don't... Okay, I, I don't... It's, it's basically... It, it just means that your gender identity is neither male nor female. Okay. It's not that you don't have a gender. It's right. that you feel like you're... You know, you have some male qualities and some female qualities, or you feel like you are not... Uh, have qualities of a third thing that we haven't, you know... That isn't associated, that isn't common or okay. whatever. It's just you're a different thing. So he's decided he's an adult? Is that <laughs> what you're uh, saying? No, he's just he's like, decided. He's not a cowboy or a beautiful princess? <laughs> he might be, he might have decided that he wants to be a beautiful princess cowboy, for example. Okay, but we're all just, beautiful just, princess cowboys, aren't we? Well, Jordan recently found out that he's, he's a real princess. That's an old callback. Yes. <laughs> Something yeah. that happened on Jordan. Well, I mean, I am, I am very ago. excited for him, and I don't mean to belittle that at all. I just sort of don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I, I don't, I don't get it. Well, that's the point. Of like I an mean, intellectual the, construct. I think I the whole it. point, I think the point is that uh, the reason that this was created is because uh, other people don't get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, obviously, I don't get it. Right. I don't understand it at all. It seems absolutely absurd to me. But in, uh, inside of this person, it, it, this is the thing that he's been trying to figure out for so long. He just found out that, it, that genderqueer exists and it gave him the happiest day of his life. So obviously there's something that needed a name. Actually, I think what Dave and I are struggling with is what do you buy? <laughs> like you got to <laughs> buy something, right? Yeah. You got to buy some, some, I don't know. 
Some pants or a jod yeah. purse. Gender queers only wear sure. jod harem, purse. Harem pants. Yeah. Harem <laughs> pants. Just keep Hammer was area. actually a really was... the first. He made a lot of inroads for the gender queer nope. community. Gender queer time. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him. Hi guys. Uh, or, see. So one of my employees the other day told me that they were going to join the Navy, and I asked her what her job would be in the Navy. She said uh, that it was an electrician's mate which I thought was kind of a funny name and made me laugh. But then she goes, but wait, that's not what they're going to call me. My official name is Seaman Strokus. Her, <laughs> her last name is Strokus, and so therefore she will be referred to as Seaman Strokus. Uh, I have not stopped giggling about it since, and that was uh, several hours ago. But, so I had to share it with you guys. Thanks. See, this is the kind of thing that's keeping Lindsay in unpaid employment. Yeah. You, you listen uh, to those calls, you find a gem like Seaman Strokus. Seaman Strokus. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back in just a second uh. on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Dave Holmes, the seaman of Strokus. How did your microphone yeah. get so far I away from your mouth, Oh, because I was sort of leaning forward. I got... Yeah. You kind of get right chair. up in that microphone. I am. Well, I am, but I'm doing it with Get my right head. up in it. All right, I'll move back. Get Jesus. All, get up in this that microphone. This chair is so weird and creaky. You're shaking the whole bookshelf behind you. Uh, well, oh, boy. God. Okay, look. Okay. Shit's falling apart around nah. here at the new Max Fun World Headquarters, but it has been a delight to entertain you. Um, hey, I want to mention one more thing before we go, sure. which is uh, if you're a young person looking for some experience in the field of media, we are currently accepting internships at MaximumFun.org for the summer semester. Ah. Um, I so you could be screening calls. Yeah, absolutely. I promise to either berate you on air or not berate you on air as you prefer. Ah. I will check in with you first, say... Do you, do you, would you think it was funny if I was mean to you as a joke or on the air? Or would you think that it was uh, sad? And you can tell me and I'll abide by your wishes. Nice. Right? What a fun job. And consider it. It is a fun job. Come out here. You hang out with me and Julia and Teresa and the dogs. Sure. Uh, you know, make some podcasts, do some audio editing, learn Love about... It. Boy, would you learn a lot. ...making your way in media. Julia Smith, the producer of The Sound of Young America, former Sound of Young America intern. Yeah. Employed in the field of media. Mariel Reyes, former Sound of Young America intern. You guys probably know her from the bacon truck. I don't. I don't. She works on the bacon truck right uh, now. She's everybody. so great. Mariel's the greatest. Uh, I love a truck. I do like a truck. I love a good food truck. Yeah. And nothing's wrong with bacon either. I love bacon. bacon. I'm not going to nothing wrong with bacon. Okay, Let's so. Let's go regional again. Have you had the bacon at Grub on Seward? No, I've heard, I've heard I need to go eat that bacon. It. Fucking delicious. Yeah. Oh, yeah? They throw in a little grilled cheese with some tomato soup. Mwah! God bless them. MaximumFun.org slash internships. 206-984-4-FUN if uh, you want to Let's talk about a, a specific homeless call. crazy guy. Um, we're headed to the Midwest. Buy your tickets now. They are on sale. Um, all that information is at MaximumFun.org. Seriously, buy them now. This second, this theater that we're doing these things in the Second City, this is not a huge place. No. Bitty, bitty. You're talking about a dinner theater type situation. Mm-hmm. with uh, got Peepums on the bill, too. So. <laughs> Peepums nasty gum. Uh, that's what Jordan Jordan likes to call peepums is something that the My Brother My Brother and Me podcast once talked about. Yeah, when they peep-ums. talk about it's like a it's like a fake name for your grandpa. They're like, oh my peepums. 
Anyways, I think that's I really funny. I think that's horrible. <laughs> I hope that that was never actually used yeah. in real life. Um, so it's it's real. We're Great really going to have a lot of fun, and we're really going to have a lot of fun out there. Buy your tickets now. Maximumfun.org slash internships. Uh, make your applications now because it's a quick turnaround. Turns out uh, Lindsay, the intern, is, is she's only got like three weeks left. We're going to oh, be really Lindsay. sorry to see her go. She's done mm. such great work. Um, but anyway, all of that stuff. Plus, of course, let's just say that there's a movie you've already seen, but you want to liven it up a little bit. Why not? Why not watch the uh, DV TV show oh. on the yeah, FX Network yeah, with, sure. yeah. with Mr. Dave Holmes? Yeah, why not? Um, I drink with Dave. No. I drink with Dot Dave com. is is Dave's new web series. It's really great. Our friend Thank Adam Lissagor, mm-hmm. Lonely Sandwich from You Look Nice Today, was just on a wonderful episode. When we do more episodes, please be on. Um, I, we would love I'd to. Be I mean, to have a drink. I think before you, you said, "Would you like to be on?" I said, "I'd be happy to whenever." And then I didn't hear any more emails. I mean, I'm you just saying. Mouth. You know that's I'm not true. Just it's, saying, it's a lie. I'm just it's saying. A lie. Jesse it's, lies. It's a lie. Jesse often lies. I'm just lie. saying. That is the lie phone. Why don't you pick it up? <laughs> Des Moines, no Iowa. Telephone. No more telephone. <laughs> Do you want to be on please. a Broadway show? <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to figure out how to silence the telephone in here. That's some. That's an improvement we're going to have to make you, at Max Fun World Headquarters. Uh, can move it into another room. That's a good point. A drink with. Dave. You're getting landline calls at a weird time at night. A drink with Dave.com, correct, Dave? That is correct. Uh, and it's a, it's really a joy. It's like a little Thank thing. You. Dave Dave sits behind a bar. He pretends to be a barkeep. He puts really his pretend. he he puts his palms down on the bar and really listens. Thanks. Thank you know you. what I mean? Noticed. I like this. My, this guy's good at this job. Yeah. This is why you know why he gets gets all these TV jobs. Fucking good at it. Thank bro. you. Thank Smooth you. as kind. ice. Smooth as ice. Smooth as ice, huh? Charming, nice. interesting, Dave Holmes. Thank you. Jesse, the name of the vanilla Love ice movie shit. was cool as ice. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. Cool Have you ice. tried to watch that re- like recently, by the way? Because it's on Netflix instant. Oh, is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> is it worth it? No. <laughs> it is the worst. Oh it's the, not it's even not, fun it's bad. It's not though? even fun bad. No, it is okay. like it's the kind of bad that makes you drowsy. Nope. Dave Holmes, <laughs> this guy is a professional. This guy is a real ninja rap. <laughs> Just saying other it's vanilla ice things. It's a different vanilla yeah. ice. Okay, sorry. Uh, uh, we'll, d- dogs are being tortured. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey.